Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. According to St. Matthew, the eighth chapter. When Jesus came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed, and Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. When he entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And to the centurion Jesus said, Go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, my friends, we Lutherans have often been accused of not being very good at worshiping God. Now, compared to other churches, we don't raise our hands and we don't jump and dance and clap and we certainly don't run up and down the aisles of the church. But rather, our church services, they tend to be calm, they tend to be orderly, and somewhat quiet, not loud and spontaneous and exciting. This perhaps could lead to the accusation that we are too stoic and too rigid and maybe even lacking the spirit. It could lead to the accusation that we are religious, but perhaps not spiritual. So with this stated, what is the right way to worship? What is the right way to worship God? Should we worship by being loud or quiet? Should we be calm or should we be excited? Should it be orderly or perhaps spontaneous? Well, these are good questions for us to ponder. I do not believe that they are the right questions that we should be asking with respect to worship. 
Perhaps instead, we should first ask the question, what is worship? Yes, what is worship? In our reading from the Gospel of Matthew, we hear about a leper. It's a leper who worships Jesus. You see, this leper that we read about, he knew of Jesus' previous healings before. The leper had either seen these healings or heard about them through word of mouth that Jesus was able to heal people such as himself, lepers such as himself. And so when Jesus had come down from a mountain, this leper, well, he certainly came before Jesus and he did so with worship. Now, before we get ahead of ourselves, we must take note of the word that is used for worship. The word has a wide range of use. In our translation from today's reading, we heard that the man, he actually knelt. Yes, he knelt before Jesus. However, that very same word can be translated in other ways. That is to say, this word for worship and kneeling before someone else can also be used of a person kissing the hand of someone who is a king. That same word can be used for a person falling on their face right in the dirt before somebody who has a higher rank than themselves. And get this, that word for worship can also be used of a dog eating out of a master's hand, eating food from a master's hand. And so with this understanding of worship, we can see that this leper not only came before Jesus in complete and total humility, but he came before Jesus kneeling in worship to receive something from Christ, to receive a healing from Christ as a gift, if Jesus was willing. Now, dear friends, as already mentioned, the leper, he he knew that Jesus was able to heal, for he knew that Jesus had healed other sick people as well before. The catch, though, was whether or not Jesus was willing to heal him as well. And so the leper, as we heard, he approached Jesus with worship. He came and he either knelt or dropped his face in the dirt right there before Christ. But my friends, take note, take notice of what he did not do. Notice that the leper did not pompously walk up to Jesus, slap him on the shoulder and say, Jesus, my homeboy, what's up? I need you to heal me right now. The leper, he also did not waltz up to Jesus with mystical emotion saying, Jesus, you set my heart on fire. Jesus, make me move, dear Jesus. Your love has captured me. Heal me now. The leper also did not march boldly in faith before Christ saying, Jesus, I am healed. I'm happy. I'm whole. Jesus, I am here to have what I say and to get what I claim. Heal me now, I declare it, Lord Jesus. Instead, that leper, he came before Jesus with reverence, with humility and reverence, saying, Lord Jesus, if you are willing, yes, if you are willing, From a position of humble worship, he came to Jesus, who was greater than himself and more powerful than he, with a simple question, Lord, if you are willing. You see, it has often been taught to Christians that mankind must do something in worship before God to get God to do something for us. 
We have unfortunately been taught in America incorrectly that when we worship, we somehow summon God and his presence through our worshipful acts. And so worship becomes primarily about what we are doing before God to somehow impress him and earn his favor. Worship becomes a flashy show where we show off just how committed and how spiritual we are before our creator. Quite often, this view of worship teaches that the louder we are and the more energized and spiritual that we are before God, well, the greater chance we have of capturing God's attention and proving our commitment to him in order that we can maybe receive something from him. See, we believe incorrectly in America that God supposedly loves a vibrant, on-fire, committed, moving-in-the-spirit worshiper, that he takes attention to those who are most active. This way of thinking, though, my friends, quite bluntly, has more to do with a pagan view of worship than a Christian view. You see, dear friends, Christian worship is actually the exact opposite of what we just mentioned Christian worship is us coming before God, not with our spiritual grand productions, but actually with nothing in our hands. Consider the words of that hymn, Rock of Ages, that 250-year-old hymn. We hear the essence of worship in stanza two or three. It says this, that hymn, Naked come to thee for dress, helpless look to thee for grace. Vile, I to the fountain fly. Wash me, Savior, or I die. You see, baptized saints, worship is about receiving and receiving from the one who is able to do all good things. That is why we come into the sanctuary each and every Sunday. Week after week, we come here, we confess our sins, we stand together shoulder to shoulder with that confession that we have sinned in thought and word and deed, while saying with that sick leper, Lord, we know that you are able to do all things, but are you willing to forgive a sin-sick sinner such as myself? And like Jesus' response to that leper long ago, Get this, Christ responds to our worship, our plea for mercy, saying, I am willing, be clean. Baptized saints, open your ears. Right now, right here, open your ears, pay attention right now. When that leper came before Jesus in worship, longing to be healed, Jesus responded saying that he was willing to heal him. In other words, Jesus had a great delight and pleasure to heal this sick leper. And what this means is this, that the Lord has great delight and pleasure to forgive you of all of your sins when you are before him in empty-handed worship. In the book of Psalms, the 51st chapter, we hear about this kind and understanding of worship before God as well. To paraphrase King David, worship occurs when our pride is crushed and our pride is destroyed and wrecked. Worship occurs when our hearts are broken and crushed and collapsed. Worship happens when we draw near to the one who is able with nothing in our hands except our sins and our transgressions and our iniquity. The reason why this is true 
is this. This is the reason why it is true worship, is that the Lord does not, I repeat, He does not, He does not consider this kind of worship as vile and worthless. Dear friends, empty-handed worship with broken pride and contrite hearts does not escape God's notice. The Lord, he actually does the unthinkable. He, he takes delight in meeting this worship with his divine compassion. And so it's quite clear. This morning, it is quite clear, baptized saints. Worship has nothing to do with you bringing your best before God to conjure up his presence and get him to do things for you. Worship is not you creating a lavish religious production or you dotting your I's or crossing your T's in dead mechanical routine of worship to appease God. But instead, worship is this. It has everything to do with receiving, with receiving what God has done for us. And that is the forgiveness of his sins, of our sins. Worship is coming before the Lord in humility to have the Lord stretch out his hand of grace, giving you not only the word into your ears, you are forgiven of all of your sins, but the Lord giving you his very body and his very blood laid upon your tongues and placed into your belly for the forgiveness of all of your sins to give it to you. Worship is about your inadequacies and receiving. It is not about your strength in performing. Worship is about you having empty hands for God's gift, not tight-fisted hands to prove something to God. Worship is about receiving God's best, not attempting to give God your best. Baptized saints, worship is not about trying to get God to be willing, but instead it is about the fact that God is willing. He is willing and he is able. And he delights to forgive you of all of your sins, resulting in this, that you get to simply worship, that is receive, to receive those gifts of the Lord week after week after week, empty-handed worship, receiving God's gifts for us, that the forgiveness of those sins are for you and for me. In the name of Jesus, amen. strong word bespeaks us righteous bright with thine own holiness thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon you can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from pastor matthew richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit saint paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org The Lord bless and keep you.